Hello, and thank you for tuning in to our Why We Are Vegan podcast interview series entitled Why We Are Vegan. Each week, I'll be posting one to two interviews I've had with inspirational vegans around the world who are walking their talk. Each of my guests share their personal vegan journey and insights they've gathered along the way. You are about to listen to my interview with Rita Spiegel. Rita is a fledgling vegan devoted to improving her life and the lives of other sentient beings while sharing her passion for vibrantly painting the intricacies of life on this planet. Rita began her vegan journey six months ago. Rita, tell us a little bit about yourself personally. Well, I am a dog lover and also um, a yoga teacher and, oh, love the beach. I have to... I have to be, see the beach almost every single day. Beautiful. And what do you currently do professionally? Well, oh my God, that's sometimes two to three jobs, basically. <laughs> Living in California, um, you know, there's a, it's, it's not exactly cheap to have the word California in your address. So um, I have a what I call a day job where I work with special needs adults. Um, Down syndrome and autistic adults, kind of helping them learn life skills. Um, I also drive for um, like food delivery places. Um, you know, example Grubhub and and stuff where you know you get sushi delivered to you, vegan sushi. Well, who knows? Um, and I'm also an artist. I'm a watercolor painter, so. I'm trying to get that to be the more full-time of my job. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, you know, art is a, a funny type of a medium to, to do when you try to monetize it. Mm-hmm. And what are your aspirations for your future? I would love to get it where I can have my art be my full-time job so that I'm also able to travel with my little eight-pound artistic director, Pomeranian Coco Puff, so we can travel and get inspired for some of my um, future paintings. Mm -hmm. Rita, if you were in a room filled with a dozen kindergartners, how would you share with them why you are vegan in your own words as if speaking with them? Um, So especially if they're kindergartners, kindergartners, um, you want to talk to their level. So I would explain that I choose what I eat um, because I care about the animals and I don't want to eat them. And also by caring about the animals, we're also caring about our planet and the world we live in um, and my health. Mm-hmm. So I would tell them there's just a lot of different um, components or I say that word to five-year-olds, but, you know, a lot of different reasons that I choose to eat the way I eat. Okay. What made you decide to become vegan? What tipped the scale for you to go all in? Well, it's honestly, it's a combination. I've always been an animal lover. Um, and, you know, I, I, you know, growing up didn't really know too much was about vegetarian and veganism. Um, but, you know, the past six months, I was having some different, you know, health scares and going to an Ayurvedic specialist, um, which is the sister science.
advice of yoga um, was giving me different advice and, you know, it, it, to cut out dairy and stuff. And it just really just went to, you know, that's, that's better for my health to really decide this was the time to just completely go vegan mm-hmm. um, and not, you know, not just vegetarian. So, yeah, so it was the, the health care that really kind of pushed it over for me um, because the love of animals have always been there. Mm-hmm. What does being vegan mean to you personally? Um, for me, it's a way that I can feel like one person can make a difference. Um, you know, obviously, just what I'm doing is not going to stop big businesses from doing what they're doing. But, you know, I'm not contributing to it. And so, you know, I'm not adding adding to, you know, that, you know, the other industries. And, you know, for me, it's a way that I know that I'm making a smaller footprint on the planet. So, um, you know, I've always felt that one person can make a difference. And then the more you get these one people, that kind of adds up to higher numbers. So, yeah, I just felt like I am actually doing my part. Please share how you continue to benefit from being vegan physically, emotionally, spiritually. Um, well, one physical part is in the basically three to four months that I went from vegetarian to vegan, I've lost 30 pounds. Wow. Um, nice. Yeah. But more spiritually, as I, I just know by me not, you know, um, impacting, say, the rainforest and other parts of the planet, knowing that I'm doing my part really kind of sort of lightens, basically, like, lightens my spirit and also makes it stronger that mm-hmm. I know that I'm, I'm helping the earth in a larger component. Okay. How do you define a vegan lifestyle? You know, for me, and again, since um, doing completely vegan is a little new in the whole scheme of it, I'm starting with the food right now and really learning more about the clothing Mm -hmm. component and other parts. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, I I know obviously there's been people who have been vegan for decades and know a lot more about everything with clothing and stuff mm-hmm. um but I'm, I'm still learning that part so with the food that's kind of really the main point i'm doing it right now while i'm learning the other parts like what clothes contribute to other things so um so it's a learning process mm-hmm. for me defining the full scope of veganism as I move forward in my life. Okay. Tell me a little bit about your, your vegan lifestyle so far, a week in the life of Rita. Well, let's see. So for, so we talked briefly about work, but my work is in the field with my day job. So while I'm going with like the food lifestyle, um, it's also on the go. 
Mm-hmm. So I'm learning like, okay, vegan carrying your lunches. Um, but I, I also love like juicing. So, I mean, I pretty much have a juice that has 10 vegetables and turmeric and ginger and all these, you know, healthy herbs. And, you know, that that is a big component. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and I, I'm learning different foods and spices that's going to help as I prepare like my, my dinner. Um, and then I, you know, I have been involved, um, in just like some different Facebooks or social media groups that actually have like vegan pressure cooking groups. So Mm -hmm. it's like, okay. So I get posts on, on that about, okay, what, how can you cook a, a delicious, healthy vegan meal in a pressure cooker? Um, mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, finding out, learning about all the different restaurants that are available. And, you know, and I live in um, Oceanside, California, and it's definitely, you know, um, more up and coming and a lot more vegan food restaurants than were here even last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, so some of the challenge of the day-to-day thing is if I am going out to a restaurant or even to an art exhibit, okay, oh, what can I eat? So even, for example, last night I went to um, an art opening. It's like, okay, I had grapes, grapes and crackers. That was <laughs> the only thing that they had put out that real that I could really eat so it's it's also learning like you know what other places are offering things um and I've learned definitely to call restaurants up ahead of time um and ask about their menu options Mm -hmm. and um and actually we've found a few that are really um, you know, will will tell me that they have two or three things versus a few that are very quiet. Yeah. And then they either don't know or the person has to go get a manager cause, cause, because they'll just say something like, oh, we've got a cheese quesadilla. And I'm like, that's not vegan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah, but, I, you know, but I also do things, you know, I want on education, not like judgment. So I, I won't like say it like that. But I go, I'll be like, oh, no, I cheese isn't really vegan do you have something that doesn't have that in it so you know I don't want to make the person feel bad because then they're going to have a negative influence on people who are vegan because I know that that stereotype is out there um Mm -hmm. which which has never been my style um you know of communication Mm -hmm. so um so yeah so part of the week is like trying to figure out if I do eat out where can I eat out and you know, or how to, you know, pack things to go and lunches on, you know, an everyday basis. But I think that's the same for everyone who has to eat, you know, pack their lunch five days a week that mm-hmm. they still have that, oh, what am I going to bring for lunch, you know, mm-hmm. type of a yep. system going on. Okay. What is most important to you about living a vegan lifestyle? Um, I think for me, it's, it couples between being healthy um, because I definitely have, you know, a little still more weight loss that I want to go to um, and supporting the animals and the planet. You know, I know I do know just from 
information I've read on social media and people I've talked to where it's completely just animals all the way, which again, I'm an animal person, but it's like, if you're not healthy or our planet's not healthy, you're not really helping the animals. So for me, it's, it's balance. Mm -hmm. It's balance between all the things that, that are important to me, which are all three health animals and the planet. Beautiful. What do you wish more people understood about the benefits of being vegan or about living a vegan lifestyle in general? Um, I think part of it is that I wish they would either understand or sometimes be open to that there are good, healthy food, things you can eat that doesn't necessarily mean eating meat. Mm -hmm. or fish or dairy Mm -hmm. that that is not like you're not they realize you're not restricting your lifestyle for that okay is there anything you wish more people would have a conversation about around veganism i think i'd wish that they would ask more questions in terms of education versus questions that they feel like they need to tell you what you should do, mm-hmm. you know, um, like a, coming from a point of education versus right or wrong. Mm-hmm. So I think, I think wish more people um, would be in that frame of mind. When you hear excuses from someone about why they couldn't go vegan, do you feel you're able to change their perspective with what you know so far? I think it really depends on that person and how much I know them. If it if it's like a good friend of the family or things like that, um, you know, and they're open to it. But if it's a stranger, then I don't want to get into telling them what to do. Mm-hmm. But um a lot of times I'm not necessarily trying to change their perspective. You know, I want to educate them on what I'm doing, but I, it's not my way to say how somebody else should eat, whether I agree with it or not. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause again, I know there's other stereotypes with vegans where they are trying to tell someone how to do and, you know, they shouldn't eat this or they shouldn't eat that. And I know for me, no matter what I was eating, if some someone comes up and starts telling me what I should eat, it's like it just puts that defensiveness up. Mm-hmm. So I don't necessarily try to change anyone's perspective outside of educate them on the choices that I've made. Mm-hmm. Um, and then hopefully if they do get something out of it, then that that is what I would be hoping for. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about mainstream coverage of animal cruelty, environmental concerns, and the like via social media and news outlets? It kind of goes both ways because, you know, sadly we live in a world that we get so much negative things in the news in general. And sometimes people can get desensitized to it. Mm-hmm. Um and again, depending on what the story is and what they're what they're doing, I, I think more document documentaries 
mm-hmm. I think are a little bit better than full on here. Let me show you the grossest picture. Yeah. Um, because for me, gross pictures, I would end up switching it off or, or going to a different page or social media screening or scrolling beyond it because gross pictures isn't going to help me want to do it. I don't want to see the gross pictures first off. I want to know what the information is. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I think it really just depends on who the, who the person is that's giving the, the story. Like mm-hmm. what is their background? Is there just a random reporter and they're just covering it? Or is this a person living that lifestyle or experiencing something a story in their past is helping them share that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's kind of a big answer, but, you know, there's all these, like, if this, then this would happen. And if, you know, this person is just paid to do it, you know, or do they really care? Or is this just one of many stories they're doing it? Or is this a person who was family was personally affected by the cruelty? And so that's burned them on to, go and tell that story. Mm -hmm. Um, Those tend to have more stronger influence for me than just some five o'clock news media person who's going to go on to tell the weather five minutes later. Mm -hmm. So along those lines, what questions would you pose to the mainstream to move the conversation to what you feel is most important to understand about the global benefits of veganism? Um. I would think I would ask them to be able to go both globally, like, you know, follow the, the, you know, chain from whatever the the vegan meat is to how it impacts, say, the rainforest, but then bring that back to how it impacts the local community. Like, you know, is it going to, is having this vegan restaurant here going to provide X amount of jobs for people and doing, so I would ask them to kind of look at both ends. Um, you know, if it's a local, you know, a local, um, either news media or an NPR type of a story. Um, but I do like the global impact as well, but sometimes that's also harder for people to understand. I think they'll be able to relate more to um, everything that's kind of in their own backyard. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about the use of self-identifiers such as smegan, partially vegan, flexitarian, and the like? I'm not really sure what a flexitarian is. <laughs> I don't know. It's it's hard to say because some of those, I mean, those are more terms that I really haven't used before. It's honestly, for me, it wouldn't bother me because they're making baby steps in a direction. So Mm -hmm. to put someone down for just the label they're using for how they're eating would, to me, take them away from that. I would be little, I would be more like, oh, that's fantastic. If you're doing it on Monday, have you considered trying it, you know, a couple more days, mm-hmm. you know, and put this positive spin on it because to just say, oh, well, you're, I'm sorry, you're not a vegan because you only do it one day a week. It's like, then you're, 
they're gonna they're gonna feel bad. They're not gonna have a good conversation with you. So maybe they might give up because they just get pissed off because people are being mean to them. Mm-hmm. Versus encouraging them, going, "Oh, that's great," you know. And I mean, I might even say that you might run into people who might be negative towards that phrase, but don't let that stop you from continuing you know, how you're eating and, you know, you might want to try it a couple of days, you mm-hmm. know? Um, so that would honestly be, you know, how I'd feel. Cause I've, I've done sort of public education and environmental groups and animal groups for nonprofits for 20 plus years. So that frame of mind, even though I'm a new vegan, that's new to my life, but in terms of talking to people about things that might change their lifestyle is something I've done for 20 years so um so I would not want someone to feel bad because I wouldn't want someone to come up to me and say well you've been a vegan for you know four months what about the rest of your life what did you eat before that mm-hmm. you know get negative to me on that it's like well I don't want to hear what you say if you're coming down with me with attitude that's not how to kind of help encourage people um you know, to make better choices. Mm-hmm. Rita, how do you feel about the phrase plant-based being used today by companies of all kinds for meals, textiles, home goods, accessories, personal care, and other products that are not in fact vegan? Well, I think it's a good start. And I think for people of different generations, um, you know, older and or younger. Um, I think it's a way to soften and not, you know, again, because I said this before, there have been negative stereotypes of, um, you know, vegetarian and vegans and things that, you know, go back to the 60s, you know, way before. So, you know, if it's a way to get people to, adopt a new lifestyle and then realize, oh, by the way, maybe they are vegan because they went plant-based and they didn't realize it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but I mean, there have been like different documentaries and things like that on the positive side of kind of using that, that phrase. And I, for me, since I am new to this, I'm really referring to kind of the food based versus at this point, not in the clothes or other components of of a vegan lifestyle because I'm really learning a little bit more about what those are. So mm-hmm. this is really based on just food, health, eating mm-hmm. um, mindset. Okay. Good. What vegans do you respect and keep tabs on? A lot of them I've ran into through my yoga practice. Mm-hmm. So one is one of my Ayurveda teachers. Um, it's called Mas Vidal. So it's M-A-S-V-A-T-A-L. Okay. Um, and so he teaches Ayurveda um, and the full science of yoga. So, you know, I definitely follow what he does, um, both with veganism and with with the yoga practice. Mm-hmm. Um, there's another gal. She actually also has a, 
um, podcast, but it's more on total spiritualism. Mm-hmm. Um, but her name is Sahara Rose, and I don't like I don't know her personally. Um, she's actually a millennial that kind of um, you know she wrote books on Ayurveda. Um, kind of taking it to the 21st century. So it's all basically um, vegan. I think she kind of calls it plant-based. I think it's because it's trying to approach a wider audience. Mm -hmm. Um, And then there is locally, it's a vegan chef, Liz Murphy. Santosha Nutrition. Yes. I've been watching when when she has her local pop-up food, you know, days at local restaurants and stuff. So, yeah, definitely. What's the most difficult decision along your vegan journey so far that you've had to make? I think part of it, you know, because I grew up in a Jewish household with, you know, bagels and cream cheese and, you know, just kind of giving up some of the favorite childhood meals and, you know, and I found definitely a few vegan alternatives to some of those dairy things I used to love as a kid that I don't, you know, eat anymore. Mm -hmm. But, um, so some of the vegan alternatives don't exactly have the same taste that you grew up with. So just kind of letting go of a few childhood food memories, but, you know, that's just part of change, and it's just a decision that I, you know, made for myself now. Mm-hmm. But, it's like, you know, every now and then it's like, oh, yeah, I remember that. But it's more like happy memories of a kid <laughs> versus loving, you know, because it wasn't like, you know, it's bagels and cream cheese. It's not like, you know, the best, you know, five-star Michelin right. whatever food, you know. <laughs> It just has that connection to it. Mm-hmm. To sum up our time together in one sentence, please tell us, why are you vegan? I am vegan just because I want to make a difference. I want to have my personal actions um, mean something for me, for the animals, and for the planet. Beautifully stated. Is there anything you'd like to discuss that hasn't been asked today? I don't think so. I think we did a great job of covering a whole realm of, of goodies for vegan. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I'm so glad you were able to join us. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. Thank you for inviting me. We hope you've enjoyed this interview. Find out when the next episode of this enlightening and thought-provoking interview series is available by following Why We Are Vegan on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. The ID for all three is Why We Are Vegan. We're also on YouTube and iTunes. You can visit our free resource site, whywearevegan.org, for podcasts you may have missed and links to all our social media. Take care.